0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts, and this is Series Three, Episode Seventy Six of the date of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we conclude this week's study of Come Follow Me, uh, looking at the March the eighty eighth March the eighth sorry to March the fourteenth uh, section, covering Doctrine and Covenant sections twenty three to twenty six, and today we're going to finish with looking at section twenty six its background and context and also the the section itself. There's not really a lot of background to be be fair with this section. Uh, In Revelations and Context, uh, this section in the Doctrine and Covenants is given uh, one paragraph uh, and it says this, quote, the third revelation received by Joseph Smith in July 1830, now canonized as Doctrine and Covenants uh, 26, instructed Joseph, along with Oliver Cowdery and John Whitmer, to dedicate their time to the studying of the scriptures and to preaching and to confirming this church at Colesville and to performing thy labours on the, on the land, close quote. So it seems that um, this was further revelation given at a time of, um, you know, persecution to direct and to guide and to help these uh, people know uh, what they were to do next uh, and what their the responsibility was at this moment of course they've just had the, kind of, this big meeting of the church where a number have been baptized and and now uh, the case is that they need to uh, decide on what to do next and so in verse one it says behold I say unto you that you shall let your time be devoted to the studying of the scriptures and to preaching and to confirming the church at Colesville and to performing your labors on the land such as as is required until after you shall go west to hold the next conference and then it shall be made known what you shall do. So I like this because it's quite clear that the Lord hadn't give given like a full timeline to Joseph Smith as to how to restore the church. He didn't say, right, well, in April, you're going to restore it. Then, you know, in June, July, you're going to baptize some more. Then September, you're going to do this and then and so on and so on. It was a case of, right. Right now, study, learn, um, confirm those members that haven't been able to com- be confirmed yet and carry- and do what you need to on the land. I'll let you know what to do next um, when it's time for the next conference. And I think that it's, again, this principle that we're finding very often uh, in, in the Doctrine and Covenants, which is this line upon line, precept upon precept thing, uh, because you know, that is how a lot of Revelation works because uh, that's how we're able to receive it and that's how we're able to focus on it. And it's good that, and it's clear that for these brethren that studying the scriptures was an important part of this receiving line upon line. Uh, Sister Julie B. Beck said this, quote, "'The Lord has told us that our time should be devoted "'to the studying of the scriptures "'and that the Book of Mormon and the Holy Scriptures "'are given for our instruction.'" Every woman can be a gospel doctrine instructor in her home, and every sister in the church needs gospel knowledge as a leader and teacher. If you have not already already developed the habit of daily scripture study, start now and keep studying in order to be prepared for the responsibilities in this life and in the eternities. Close quote. Of course this applies to sisters and brethren as well, and um again it's this point that we make that even if you don't have a calling as a gospel teacher you know for adults children or youth in the church you are very often will be a gospel teacher or instructor to those in your home and even if you have no one in your home and you don't have one of those callings where you are invited and expected to teach you are still preparing yourself for whatever future responsibilities you will have in this life and in the eternities any time spent and actually i i had this uh Quote almost, but it's just something someone said to me on Twitter in, a, in my professional role, obviously not talking about scripture study, but just in terms of looking after yourself and investing time in yourself. Um, they said any time invested in self is not a waste. And I loved that. And they were talking about investing time in terms of well-being and um, healthy activities to keep your body healthy, which is absolutely true. I think this also applies to scripture study, that even if we don't have a teaching responsibility, this time is not wasted. It blesses, it strengthens and fortifies us. The other verse uh, in Doctrine and Covenants section 26 is uh, verse 2, and it says, And all things shall be done by common consent in the church, by much prayer and faith, for all things you shall receive by faith. Amen. So we have this uh, phrase of common consent and how... um, this is a a pattern, an order in the church as to how things are decided and move, moved forward. There is the quote in um, Come Follow Me by President Cornaby Hinckley that says, quote, the procedure of sustaining is much more than a ritualistic raising of the hand. It is a commitment to uphold, to support and uh, to assist those who have been selected, close quote. This is a very important act that we do in the church. And I think very easily and very often we sometimes kind of forget uh, the importance of doing this. And we struggle to remember that when we do raise our hand, we are committing to a very important thing. We are, first of all, you know, showing our common consent to the calling that is presented or sustained. We're also sustaining that individual in their call. Uh, and if they require something, then we are sustaining the fact that we will support and, and you know, have their back, really. Even if at times that they make a decision that we, you know, aren't sure about or maybe even just completely disagree with. Uh, we have said that we will sustain that individual. And we would do well to remember that act, you know, when we do disagree with something that someone does in their call. Because it's... It's our duty to do so. As part of being members of this church, we have this opportunity to sustain, um, and that is a great blessing. In terms of um, opposing those callings, again, this is far more than just, you know, our own opinion. You know, even if we think that there's an individual that could have been a much better young men's advisor than that person, or if we think that there's a person that would have been a much better gospel doctrine teacher than that person, we don't oppose it at that stage. That is not how common consent works. You know, we rec- we have to recognise that that calling has been given uh, because it has been felt that that person will benefit the most, and it will benefit most people also. Um, and we must remember as well that callings are are often not given to the person that is the best qualified for that 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 call. It is because that is what has been required at that time, either because. That person needs it more or because maybe the other person that you think would have served well in that call and and maybe would have done, maybe would have, you know, been a better call for it. Maybe things are not going to be possible for that person in the future to do that call or maybe um, there will be individuals, specific individuals um, who that person will reach out to that no, no other person could, whereas everyone else just go along in their life and maybe not do as well with that person in that call. But there are so many factors um, in place that common consent is not, you know, we don't oppose it because we think someone else would have been better. The only time potentially that we may oppose it is if there are specific things in that person's life which we which we know would, or which we think would inhibit them doing that call. Um, and I think that that is, you know, the one situation. But other than that, our opinions, our Grievances, our kind of, yeah, our opinions, that's the best word really, uh, behind that calling is not what the factor here. Um, The Lord has asked us to sustain the work and sustain the church by common consent. Um, And that is a, a great blessing that we have to take part in that. And I think it's a great support and a great feeling for those that are being called. Imagine a new member of the church being given a call to something, whatever it is. And being able to stand before the church, these new mem- these members which they're getting to know, and being shown that full sustaining by that common consent, it's a huge um, action, really. Uh, and, you know, I think that that is something to remember. But thank you very much for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed the study this week. Please do continue to follow the podcast on the usual um, social media platforms or email. Let me know if you have any feedback. Um, and... It'll be great to hear some of your thoughts and insights on Facebook. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.